Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he'll dwell with them, and they'll be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I'll give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, Sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Father, we love you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, we magnify you, and we bless you. Thank you for your blessed holy word. Thank you for the anointing upon your word. Thank you for our ears to hear your word, our hearts to receive it our minds to be open to the glorious light of your word. We believe you today as a group for utterance in the Holy Spirit to proclaim the truth of your word that makes people free. We thank you for spiritual freedom in a free country where we're free to worship, praise, pray, speak, and teach your word without fear of retribution or reprisal. Father, we thank you that we need no man to teach us. We're taught by your Holy Spirit who lives within us the great teacher, the illuminator, our advocate and intercessor. We thank you that he dwells within us, leading us and guiding us to all truth. We thank you that your word is truth. You're not a man to lie, nor the son of man to repent. What you said you'll do, what you spoke, you'll make good. Thank you, Father, that our preaching, teaching, witnessing and ministering isn't with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. So our faith doesn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in your power, the power of the living God. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you today as we study your word and fellowship together in Jesus' name. And we believe you for revelation, heart knowledge, according to Mark eleven twenty four, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, as I said, we usually talk about the coming year and so forth on the last Sunday. I don't always, but we're going to talk about all things new today. It, the past year has been kind of rough on all people, not just anyone specific. And there's no guarantee in life, of course, 
no Maytag guarantee that 2021 is going to be easier or better, except by faith. We receive by faith. You know, there, there's... Brother Hagen always said, you know, we're, we're not, because we're Christians, we're not devoid of running into problems. He'll be with us in trouble, the Bible says. Delivering us and honoring us. And satisfying us with long life. And he's done that. But as I said, some, of the, some have had a, a rough past year. We hear it every day of young people, younger people, uh, going on to be with the Lord. People that are, have not reached that age, uh, you know, that we're promised in the Bible. So, you know, we're, as we said, we look forward to a new thing, to, to a new year. It's, a, it, it, it's always a new beginning, January 1st. But what can we look forward to? Well, we need to look forward to, to celebrating the new birth. Celebrating the new birth. You know, we, we sometimes, when we look at the new birth, we think of it as, well, it's our obligation to witness or minister. We have a ministry of reconciliation. We'll read that scripture here in a little bit. But it's not an obligation. It's something we need to celebrate. Someone said, and I, I, don't, I don't find it in the scriptures anywhere. I've looked it up, but someone said the angels in heaven rejoice when there's a, a, a salvation. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But we ought to be rejoicing and celebrating too. Look at John chapter 3, if you would. Talk about celebrating the new birth. Jesus mentions it here to an actual teacher. John chapter 3 and verse 1, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, truly, truly, verily, verily, I say to you, unless one is born again, my margin in my study Bible here says, unless one is born from above, he shall not, cannot, will not see the kingdom of God. Born again, born from above. Jesus answered and said to him, Jesus answered and said to him, that you have to be born again. It's just not us as born again, spirit-filled Christians. It's Jesus. He made the statement. And, and Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? He's thinking, of course, naturally speaking, being born. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Well, I'm sure if, if that was a necessary thing, God could do it. But that's not what he's talking about. Born from above. Born spiritually. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it, but you cannot, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, he's not talking about trees swaying in the wind. He's talking about seeing the actual wind. 
We can see the effects of it. We can't see it. Nicodemus answered and said to him, verse 9, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Most assuredly, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. And there's millions of people, probably billions, I don't, I don't know the number, on this earth that haven't received the witness and don't receive it. And if I've told you earthly things and you uh, don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, and even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved, agape, the world, that's the verb, agapeo, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes, believes in, trusts in, relies on, and clings to him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Praise God. Don't forget the demons believe and tremble, but they don't have everlasting life in Jesus. We must believe in him, trust in him, rely on him, and cling to him. Turn our eyes to him, as the song says. Look full to his glorious face. Thank God. We should be rejoicing when people come to the Lord. We have a lot of opportunities to witness and minister salvation. And we should have. We should have. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're talking about uh, all things new. We're talking about newness. This is probably the greatest statement on newness in the, in the Word of God, at least in the epistles, in the, New, in, the, in the New Testament. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature, the King James says. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's that word new in the Greek? I'm glad you asked. It's kainos or kahinos. Strong's 2537, new and unused, fresh and novel. The word means new in regard to form or quality. You didn't get a new nose, a new head, new feet, or a new face when you were born again, but you got a new quality of life, new in form, new in quality rather than new in reference to time. So we thank God for newness. Newness. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. Keep reading there. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us, thank God, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, not imputing or reckoning uh, their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Committed to us the word of reconciliation. Thank God. Now then we're ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. 
and we implore you on Christ's behalf that he that to be reconciled to God, for he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we would be the righteousness of God in him. Made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Thank God. Thank God. We're all called. All called to the ministry of reconciliation. We all have a ministry upon this earth. People say, well, I'm not called to the full-time ministry. Well, you are. You may not have that job in public work. You may not have that job in private work. But you're called to the ministry of reconciliation. Why? Because perilous times are here, aren't they? Perilous times are here. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. And verse 1. I'm going to read this slow because I want us to digest this. Perilous, it says, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Paul exhorts Timothy to continue in gospel in the face of great increase of evil. We see it. We see it every day upon this earth. In the last days, we are in the last days, the time from the first appearing of Christ until his second coming. That's the last days. In the last days, perilous times will come. And they have come. Perilous meaning harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. The word describes a society that is barren of virtue, but abounding with vices. Now if you look at this worldwide, you understand that Perilous times are here. I'm not saying that America is this uh, panacea of greatness, but we still live here as Christians. You know, everybody says, well, how terrible it is, and things are happening, but we, we live in perilous times. But we still are Christians, and we still walk on this earth, and we still have authority over these things. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Boasters, dear God, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, or irreconcilable, slanders, without self-control. Brutal, despisers of good. You know, how many people call good evil and evil good? The Bible talks about that. Traitors, verse 4. Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Do we see this? Don't have to go very far. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. We see Christians, they use foul language, that are addicted to things, that are, you know, that hate people, that say they hate people, that say they hate things. You know, have a form of godliness, but deny its power. From such people, turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, Loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, 
always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Dear God in heaven. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do those also who resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning of the faith, but they'll progress no further. Thanks be to God. They'll progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs was also. In the last days, uh, people will be characterized by all kinds of self-centered and ungodly perversions. Some will maintain an outward pretense, speaking the vocabulary of Christianity, but refusing the reality that Christian faith expresses. The power they deny is the heart of Christianity. The fact of a risen Redeemer, the truth of the inspired Word, and the indwelling and overflowing of the Holy Spirit, working within believers and transforming their lives. False teachers are compared to Janus and Jambres. Egyptian magicians who opposed Moses because of their base and perverted minds. If you ever saw the movie, The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, uh, Janus was the one that was depicted on there. This sorcerer, the magician, who uh, was right at Pharaoh's right hand, right side, depicting uh, magic and, and opposed Moses in all that he did. We can look forward to celebrating the new birth, and we have to, because we're going to need to, because there's going to be a lot of new births in the coming days. We have to look, secondly, we have to look to a new destiny. I know destiny is a big buzzword nowadays, but that's, that's the way we need to look at it, as a new destiny. Look at Isaiah chapter 43, and verse 16. Good readable portion of scripture for the new year, right? Well, there's a, it's a double meaning prophecy, and we'll see why here in a minute. Verse 16, Isaiah 43, thus says the Lord, who makes way, a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power that, that die down together, they shall not rise. They're extinguished, they're quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? It will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Thank God. Isaiah is called upon to forget. He, he, Judah is called upon to forget when uh, she struggled to be a nation among nations. Uh, God has given them a new destiny, a new thing, is this people being built through historical processes, the captivity of the captivity in return? We've got to celebrate a new thing because we've returned from captivity, captivity of uh, living in sin. How? By the new birth, the reality of the new birth. 
and are released from captivity and bondage by what Jesus accomplished. We see that in the word salvation. I mentioned this the other night. The word sozo, that we're saved, healed, cured, preserved, kept safe and sound, rescued from danger and destruction, and delivered. Seven things. We've been given new lives and caused to have new hearts. Released from that captivity. Thank God through his accomplishments. A prophecy of double meaning. 700 years, the second meaning came to pass. 690 to 700, roughly. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Thank God that he did and he's doing a new thing. He did a new thing in all of us as Christians. He's going to do that in many more people. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11. Every high priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, this man whose birth we celebrated the other day, after, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And we're there positionally. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and we'll see that. From that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, thanks be unto God, he has preferred forever, perfected forever, preferred to, but perfected forever those who are being sanctified or set apart. But the Holy Spirit also witnessed to us, for after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their hearts, in their minds I'll write them. And he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission or forgiveness of sins, there is no longer an offering for sins. The offering has been made and we're free. Praise God. And new life is ours. Past, present, and future new life. Look back at the text, if you would. Revelation chapter 21. Past, present, and future newness. You'll see in here, and we read this, there's four news in this eight, these eight verses. Now I saw a new heaven, new earth. Two of them right there. For the first heaven, first earth passed away. There was no more sea. I, John, saw the Holy Spirit, new, new Jerusalem, new, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Made ready, prepared, in addition to its normal use, describing preparation for coming events. Future. Words used in preparation of blessings that God has ordained. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Thank God. Thank God. And he'll dwell with them. They'll be his people. God himself will be with them. He'll be their God. We live in that now. Thank God. And we'll live in it then. And God will wipe away. He, he's prepared for us the no mores. No mores. We call these, I call these the no mores. Our pastor in Pennsylvania called them the no mores. I like to use these when I'm preaching a funeral. I pray I never have to preach another one, but I, I'll use it 
the no more, no more, somebody who has gone on as a Christian has achieved the no mores. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. Thank God. What a great day. No more pain for the former things that passed away. We'll experience the no mores when we reach. Whether, whether we go on here on the earth or whether we're raptured out, we'll receive and, and achieve the no mores. No more judgment here on this earth. Thank God. No more sacrifice for our sins. Jesus already did that. That price has been paid. No unbroken fellowship between God and his people. Thank God. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said to me, It's done. It's done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. We've got to get thirsty people. Get them born again. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I'll be there, his God. He shall be my son. And it makes a list of people who aren't going to inherit. Cowardly. Unbelieving. Unbelieving. One translation adds sinners there. It'd have to be sinners, right? Born again aren't unbelieving. Born again aren't people aren't cowardly. Abominable. Murderers. Sexually immoral. Sorcerers. Idolaters. And all that all liars. All liars. There aren't any Christian liars. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thank God. Thank God. Verses 5 and 6 proclaims the completion of the new as well as the destruction of the old. Thank God. Cowardly, meaning courage and patient endurance are indispensable in the conflict mentioned here between the lamb and the dragon in the book of Revelation. Unbelieving is the opposite of faithfulness. Abominable means polluted by the earth's abominations. Sorcerers, the literal Greek, means those dealing in drugs. Drug dealers. Liars are those who deviate from the truth and join the deceivers. Praise God. You know, when we're born again, uh, there, there's, there's other steps. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works upon this earth. We can look forward as Christians to amazing numbers of people coming to the Lord. We're coming to that point. We need to ask the Lord on an individual basis, each one of us, as, as uh, husband and wife, male and female, single people, no matter who you are, if you're in Christ, how we can be a part of it. We've been given a new destiny. New destiny. And it's up to us to act on it. He's going to make all things new. He's already done it in us as new creatures. Time for us to step in and make plans. He's going to do a new thing. He's making all things new. He's made it that way in us. Time to pass it on. Father, we love you. We thank you, we honor you, and we bless you. We thank you for the privilege.
of operating as your people upon this earth as ministers of reconciliation. Oh, we know it's a, it's a great charge and a great responsibility. But we're up to the task. We're ready for it. Thank you for people to minister to, to minister your word and your love, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, poured out. It will be poured out in so many in these last days, in these perilous times. Thank you for the strength physically, mentally, emotionally, and in all ways and financially to do this, to accomplish this in this earth. Thank you for calling us. Thank you. We consider it a privilege. We don't take it lightly and we'll never take it for granted. We honor you, we praise you, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. What we've been talking about today is the new birth. The do God doing new things. If you say right now he's never done a new thing in my life, I've never come to know the Lord. I've not been born again in the family of God. What a better time than now. We're starting a new year soon. He's doing new things everywhere upon this earth. Why don't you be the first one? Pray this prayer with us. Mean it in your heart. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It says all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And you won't be in that list. The unbelieving, the cowardly, the abominable, the sorcerers, the liars, the drug dealers. You won't be. You'll be in that list of born again people written in the Lamb's book of life. Put your name in there today. Pray this prayer with us and mean it. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am. Lord Jesus, come into my life as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. So, now I'm born again. I'm born from above. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. In Jesus' name. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. And I'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-living, word-doing, word-teaching church. Sit under teaching someone who's teaching the unadulterated word of truth. If you turn on broadcast TV or the internet or Roku or YouTube or whatever, listen to people who are teaching the full gospel. And, and get into a devotional of your own daily. Study the word daily. Stay with the word. Fellowship with believers of like precious faith. Thanks for joining us today. Stay in the word. In Jesus' name.